The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 251. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I take questions directly from the non-traditional pre-med discussion over at premedforums.com. If you have a question you want answered here on the podcast or potentially answered here on the podcast, we do get a lot and we don't get to them all, go to premedforms.com, register for an account. If you don't already have one, that's where we pull our questions from. Our question today is a good one, but before I jump into that, I want to let you know about eShadowing. If you haven't checked out eShadowing yet, please do at eshadowing.com. One of the most common questions I'm getting right now is how during this pandemic with COVID-19, how do I get shadowing experience? Well, the answer is you don't. And virtual shadowing opportunities have been popping up left and right. Now, I wasn't the first one to the game, but I think I've done well in terms of making it strict enough to be able to get credit for watching for an hour of e-shadowing to hopefully give some legitimacy to the session. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out to all the medical schools and PA schools, and you'll see why PA schools in a second, uh, to let them know what e-shadowing is and what a student has to do to get credit for their certificate. E-shadowing for pre-med students takes place every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you go to eshadowing.com, it has all of the links there to register. Now, one of the best things is the platform that we use allows us to have a replay through Sunday night, and you can still get credit toward one hour of eshadowing if you watch the replay. So you don't have to show up live. You have to watch the replay at least 45 minutes. Now, we've had thousands upon thousands of students every week get credit. The platform's doing a great job tracking everyone. It's doing a great job with everything. So eshadowing.com, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern for pre-med students. There is a quiz after every session that's available through Monday noon Eastern. So if you're late to the game, procrastinating, watching the eshadowing session Sunday night, you have until Monday noon Eastern typically to take the quiz. Again, all of the links are at eshadowing.com. Dot com. You only have one opportunity to take the quiz. If you don't pass it, the quizzes aren't that hard. If you pay attention during the session, you'll get the answer right. But if you don't pass it, you don't get credit, and that's okay. Hopefully, you're, you're still learning. We have guests, we have physician guests lined up through April of 2020 with many more coming. So it's it's been a blast doing them. It's very similar to specialty stories if you listen to that. Although because it is live and because it is on video, we have the opportunity to present cases and do lots of fun things like that. Now, I did mention PAs earlier. We are going to do e-shadowing for pre-PA students as well. Now, I'm not hosting that. I'm not a PA, so I didn't feel like it was appropriate for me to host that. But I did find a PA PA to host e-shadowing for PAs. Now, you can 
sign up for all of that again at eshadowing.com. We're going to have all of that there, even the PA links. The first session we're planning on November 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern. So we'll have e-shadowing for pre-PA students Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern and for pre-med students at 8 p.m. Eastern. Now, we're not verifying if you're a PA student or a pre-PA student or a pre-med student. Go to whatever sessions you want. If you're still undecided on what you want to do, go to both and have fun and learn. There's no limit to what you can do personally. They will be separate certificates in terms of pre-med versus pre-PA, but go to whatever you want. Our host for eShadowing for pre-PA students is Rodalyn Joseph. You can find her on Instagram under the account MedSembly. That's M-E-D-S-E-M-B-L-Y, which is a community to connect healthcare students and professionals all in a single community. Again, that's MedSembly on Instagram. So, Pre-PA students, welcome to the e-shadowing world. Pre-med students, welcome if you haven't started going yet. Again, everything is at eshadowing.com. Our guest today is looking for advice about PA to MD. The perfect question to piggyback on the pre-PA to pre-med transition with e-shadowing. They say, looking for some advice in planning my timeline for medical school. I'm currently in my clinical year of PA school and will be graduating in less than a year. I've known for a while that I want to pursue the MD route, and I know in my heart I will not be completely fulfilled being a PA. Would you advise applying for medical school straight out of PA school or try to work a few few years as a PA? Does it look bad to admissions committees if I start applying to medical school without even being done with PA school? or without truly working as a PA. Overall, I think I'm a fairly well-rounded applicant, even though my science GPA could be higher. My undergraduate GPA is 364. Science GPA is a little low at 3.2. More than 4,000 hours as a CNA. Lots of volunteer work in a free clinic and food bank. Played basketball in undergrad with many other extracurriculars. And currently president of my PA class. My grades fell a little bit sophomore and junior year in my science classes, but senior year science classes were 3.7. My postgraduate GPA is a 3.55. I still need to take the MCAT, but have a study plan in place and have been reviewing nightly with Kaplan, Onkydex, and Khan Academy. Any advice on how to go about this would be appreciated. All right, so here is a good question. We get a lot of PA... PAs who reach out to myself or to the MAPT team and and ask about the transition from being a PA to uh, an MD. And on the pre-med years podcast, I have talked about the transition. I've I've had guests on who have been PAs and now want to go to medical school. You can find those episodes if you just go to my website at... uh, medicalschoolhq.net and just search for PA to MD uh, episode 170 episode uh, 254 is another good one episode 63 is another good one so there's lots of good pre-med years episodes talking about those things but at the core of the transition from PA to medical school whether you are a student or you're out practicing 
the core of your messaging and your answers and your story is going to have to be around why. Why are you making this transition? Is it an ego thing because you're not the boss and you want to be the boss? Is it a knowledge thing because you just want to learn more? Or is it more of an impact thing where because you're a PA, you don't have the the credentialing, right? The hospital has told you, you cannot do X, Y, or Z, and you don't have the technical skills potentially, or maybe even the the knowledge behind what you want to do with patients in the big picture. Now, PAs, MDs can do a lot of the same things. Don't get me wrong. A lot of the same things. Obviously, MDs, DOs, they get a lot more training. You have to do three to five to six to seven years of postgraduate training. That's where you really learn. You're doing things over and over and over again. You're honing your your investigation skills. You're honing your intuition. You're honing your knowledge. You're honing your surgical skills, your procedural skills, all of those things in residency. As a PA, you hone all of those skills on the job, and that's great as well. PAs who have been out practicing for a long time have amazing skills that would rival a lot of physicians. So again, no no shade being thrown towards the PA route. So the, the question really comes down to why? Now, my concern is that I don't know if you know why yet because you're quote-unquote just a PA student at this point. You haven't been a PA to go test this world. If you're a student right now and you you say you've known for a while you've wanted to pursue the MDDO route, I would question your judgment on why the heck you went to PA school to begin with. Why? Do you just like school? Do you just like debt? <laughs> Do, like what is what is the goal behind going to PA school if you've known for a while you wanted to go to medical school? Now, it's very similar to a lot of students who go to nursing school as a pre-med course. Again, that doesn't make sense to me either. Don't go to nursing school unless you want to be a nurse. Yeah, it's a lot of clinical things that you get to learn, but it's not it's not a pre-med route, normal pre-med route. And so there are going to be lots of questions. But I think at the end of the day, if you know you want to go to medical school, then start down that route. Start having some communications with some admissions committees. Uh, if you're at a PA school that has a medical school attached, I would try to see, have a conversation with them to say, hey, look, like I went down this path and I kind of knew right from the beginning it wasn't what I wanted and here's why and what would you recommend my next steps be. Uh, obviously, you are the president of your class. You're doing well there. That's great. You still need to take the MCAT. And from a clinical experience standpoint, you obviously have a lot of stuff as well. So make sure you're out potentially shadowing physicians. Obviously, as a PA student, you're doing a lot of shadowing, still a lot of, of learning on the job as a student. Go out and get all of that. But really, I think the biggest question that you are going to have to answer is why did you even go down this path in the first place if you knew you wanted to go to medical school? And then 
why physician over PA? That's usually a question I'm not super concerned about. If you know why medicine, why physician, strong enough in your hearts, you usually don't need to answer versus PA versus nurse versus NP, et cetera. But for you, still being a PA student, you're going to have to be able to answer that. So be prepared for that. I don't think there's a right answer. I don't think there's there's a, a path where I, I would say you you need to go out and practice for a few years before you apply to medical school. I wouldn't tell you that. Obviously, from a debt load standpoint, getting out and working as fast as possible before going back into medical school for that debt load will help you. But if you're comfortable going straight through or, or you have other financial resources, which is great, go ahead, move on, move forward. Um, I don't think there's a right answer. Again, I think do what you need to do and be prepared to talk about that journey. And that potentially is where working with someone like Dr. Scott Wright, former director of admissions at UT Southwestern, for your personal statement or for a mock interview to help you hone those answers may help. You can work with Scott over at mapped.com. He is our VP of Academic Advising at Mapped. And if you didn't know, Mapped is my software platform I co-founded with Rachel Grubbs, who has a ton of experience in the test prep world for pre-meds. And it's a platform that over 2,000 students are using now to track their process and their journey into medical school and in the future PA school as well. All right, so that's it for this week. I hope you have a great week. Again, go check out premedforms.com if you have a question you want answered here on the podcast. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Premeds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.